You are listening to Realty Relocation, the podcast hosted by Evan Laporta, where we will be discussing branding and self-promotion within real estate with real estate agents across the country. Evan Laporta is an up-and-coming real estate agent at Piedmont University doing his senior capstone project on realty. Be sure to come back every Tuesday and Friday at 5 p.m. for new topics and a new guest every single week. Now here's Evan Laporta. Welcome back to Retail Relocation. I'm your host, as always, Evan Laporta. This week's episode is with Tammy Savage, and she's a realtor that just moved from Florida to Georgia. So getting her experience and insight into her move was very interesting. It's a little bit of a long episode, so we're just going to take a little short break here, and then we'll be right back with Tammy Savage. Do you like books? Then the Book Club Podcast, presented by the Habersham County Library, is the podcast for you. It's four bookworms brought to you by Bookworms. Be sure to follow along for new episodes and books every first Friday of the month. The Book Club will be on all listing platforms beginning in July. The Book Club by the Habersham County Library. I'm going to get started if you're ready. <laughs> yep. So first question I have for you, Tammy, is just do you want to give us a little background about yourself and how long you've been in real estate? Hey, Evan. Sure. And thank you for having me. Um, I uh, started my tech career in the Air Force when I went uh, and worked. And then I worked for several organizations, EDS, Department of Veterans Affairs and others. Um, in 2010, I started a virtual assistant business, which morphed into digital marketing and automation for business coaches. Um, however, after moving back to Florida in 2018, I decided to do uh, my lifelong dream of real estate. I was licensed at the end of 2019, just before COVID hit, which really took our family for a tumble. Um, now, don't get me wrong, things could have been way worse. Um, so that's good. However, my husband did lose his job, uh, which resulted in selling our house. We moved into a rental, which was in a different area altogether. So my real estate career has not taken off the way I dreamed of with, uh, all the personal turbulence and moving, uh, that we've been doing through, uh, since 2019. Um, and then in December we moved yet again, but this time back to Georgia, uh, when we purchased a home in coming Georgia. So I'm super excited about our new home community. And of course, uh, rebuilding my business again. <laughs> yeah, that, that must be a uh, pretty difficult starting in Florida and having to come up here to Georgia. Coming to Georgia actually is not that far away. So pretty exciting. So do you just want to, um, sorry, hold on. Uh, when did you first start using social media in real estate? So I started using social media pretty much from the get-go because I had helped my clients before I got into real estate, so I knew how important social media was. So I've been using it from the start of my social media. Definitely. I mean, from the start of real estate. Definitely. And what social medias uh, are you using the most? Uh, I use Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. Um, the most I use Facebook 
LinkedIn, and Instagram. Gotcha. Do you mind just going in a little bit of detail about how you use Pinterest? Because you are, again, the first real estate agent that I have ran into that is using Pinterest. So for Pinterest, people like beautiful pictures and they like infographics is a big thing out there. At least that's what I'm always looking at when I'm out there. So um, I try to share infographics when I get them. If I have a really uh, pretty staging type of um, uh, staging of a house, I you know, and I had a photographer take really nice pictures, I might put those out there. Um, videos, I've put videos out there occasionally. The other one that, uh, is very beneficial in Pinterest is just our own boards, just things that we like, because that gives people an insight as to who we are and what we like. Definitely. I could see Pinterest being a big thing now. Um, and which (laughs) social medias are you getting the most client interaction on? Facebook. Definitely Facebook. That's that's what pretty much I've heard from everybody. Everybody says Facebook is their their biggest one that they either post on or they are getting the most client interaction on. So, well, and-, and because it's got the chat feature too. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook are now not they're separate platforms, but they're owned by Facebook. So even if someone messages messages you on Instagram, you're still going to get a message through. Facebook. Yeah. And most people, even if they're on TikTok, they're still on Facebook, right? So almost everybody's on Facebook. So it just tends to be one of the easiest platforms to chat with. I got you. And you talked about moving from starting your business in Florida and then having to come up here and pretty much rebrand. So what is your marketing plan looking like for the rest of this year? Uh, well, we still, we're still rebranding. I'm still in that rebranding phase. Um, and then for the rest of the year, I need to get started on videos again. I need to re-record many videos because the ones that I had, I had them done for Tampa. And was, and I talked about Tampa and the beaches and said, that's not going to work up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to re-record all those videos again. Um, and then I've got, uh, of course, get my, with those videos, I'll also be running Facebook ads again. I need to get my YouTube channel up and running. And I mean, it's up and running technically, but I haven't been consistent. And I also pulled all my Tampa videos, um, off so that there wouldn't be the confusion, uh, for my audience. And I may look at adding TikTok later. And then I want to start putting together some digital marketing funnels as well. I gotcha. And what traditional forms of marketing are you still using? What am I still using? Well, it's been a little bit with the move and everything else. So what will I do moving forward? Um, I want to do some farming, which is where you pick neighborhoods and you send them stuff periodically. How's the market going? You send them newsletters, that type of stuff. So I do want to do that. And I have specific neighborhoods I've already picked as well as I, I may do some open houses if the client would like to do them as well. Um, you know, a lot of people are under the impression that the open houses help sell a house. The reality is, as a norm, it does not. It helps the agent get new clients. Okay. Um, now, with an, an open house, I will say that when we purchased our home in Palm Harbor, I went and looked at it because it was an open house. Gotcha. 
So they still have, the percentage is very low, but I'm still, you know, I still don't mind doing it if it's in the right neighborhood with a lot of traffic. I gotcha. And how right? are and you, then it's, oops, sorry. And then it, the other one too, uh, sorry, I just want to touch on this too. Yeah. The other one too, uh, from a traditional marketing would be some cold calling. Um, now the cold calling is going to be a little bit different because I'm not cold calling to say, Hey, you know, do you want to buy or sell today? Yeah. <laughs> it's more of, I either, I've got an open house, you know, I just wanted to invite you or, uh, what would, uh, what we call circle prospecting, which is when you sold a, a house in the neighborhood. Hey, I just sold this house in the neighborhood. Just wanted to see if there's anything I can do for you. But it's coming back to serving not selling i got you very interesting and how are you planning on targeting the uh, local market in cummings georgia so well for starters the easiest way is to start doing social media um and to get some ads running which to do those i need to get some video shot um so i'm working on that and i gotta edit it next uh, and then I also want, as I mentioned, I picked a few neighborhoods that I do want to farm um, and start working on that. So it's pretty much video, social media, and farming. Okay. And my last question for you is, what advice do you have for up-and-coming real estate agents, and what tips do you have for them using social media? Okay. So this one I kind of went off on a tangent, I think. <laughs> Yeah. If it's a little long, sorry about that. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, number one, first and foremost, is know what makes you different. Um, and this is going to take time to figure out at first, especially if you came from the corporate world like I did. Uh, you're taught to fit in and not to stand out. So it's very difficult for people coming from corporate or military life to figure out what makes them different. And unfortunately, sometimes the easiest way is just you got to try things and figure out what you stand for. And that's where you, that's kind of your starting point. I got you. Um, the second one, which is a huge thing in the real estate market, don't get caught up in shiny object syndrome. I call that SOS for short. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different tools, strategies, etc. It's so easy to start jumping from one thing to the next, like a jackrabbit, and then nothing gets done. Um, so pick something, stick with it, you know, three to six months minimum. Uh, and then you can try something different. If you find that it's working, but you need to tweak it, keep focusing on that one until you, I don't necessarily want to say master it because some people never feel like they're a master, but to the point where you feel like you can take on the next thing without it overwhelming you right away. Um, another one is, uh, a lot of people get into the real estate business because they see it as being cheap. Oh, I just need to go sell a house. There's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. Real estate business is not cheap. Um, we have to pay for all our own marketing materials, all our own printing, our graphic design. If you're doing video and you're having a video editor, you have to do that as well. So there's a lot that goes into having a real estate business and running it like a business, which is a whole nother ball game. Um, then finding the broker that works best for you. And this one I kind of broke up into three different areas. So there's a, there's three different people that you'll have in your immediate fast, quick dial 
Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Um, You've got a broker, you've got a mentor, and you've got a business coach. All three serve different roles. In my mind, a mentor is someone who really works more with you on a a more local, and they help you with your paperwork. They help you get more comfortable with sales. They'll give you tips for sales. They'll educate you and things of that nature. And then you've got the broker. The broker is really the one who is responsible for everything that you do. So it's important that you not only make yourself look good, but that in turn will make them look good. And that's really important. Um, And then the third would be having a great business coach. And a business coach, depending on the level of that business coach, they are either going to be really big with lots of people under under them that they take care of, which... um, They usually charge lots of money for those. And then you have the other business coaches who are more localized and they don't cost as much, but they also don't have as big of a network as these influencer coaches, if you want to, if you want to call it that. So let's start with the broker. Let me break it down a little bit. So finding a broker as well as a mentor, you're going to want to interview them and do your research. So as far as a broker goes, um, when I started real estate, I was with a little brokerage at first, which was only in the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Now, what was great about it is it's small and it's like a family. So they do things together. It's a very close knit group. And they did start to expand a little bit, but they didn't expand outside of Florida for a long time. And I wanted a network that was that. Um, not only because I, um, I didn't want to be held to just the Tampa Bay area, if that makes sense. I wanted to be able to, you know, touch base with someone who was say over in California. Hey, I have somebody who's moving to Florida. Do you want them? Yeah, great. I'd love to help them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, where when you're with the small ones, it's much harder to do that because you have to reach it all on your own. Now I'm a part of what's called a cloud brokerage, um, and I'll explain that in a minute. But basically we have, I think it's 77,000 was the last number that I recall, uh, agents worldwide. So if somebody in Hong Kong is moving to Georgia, then I might get a call, right? Um, and, and vice versa, if I have a client who is looking to move to London, okay, great. Let me go find an agent over in London, uh, for you to work with. And there's nothing that forces us to have to use people in our own brokerage, but it does create that common bond already. So it's a little easier to open up the, the communication. Um, now cloud brokerage, which is what I was going to say is not for everybody. So a cloud brokerage is basically it's a virtual office. You work from home, you work from your car, you work from, you know, coffee shop, wherever you can work for. Um, they don't care. And they have an online where we're going to ask questions. We have emails and, you know, phones. So it's there's no going into the office. So the offset of that is especially someone who's brand new. It may not be a good fit for them. One, if they're not uh, disciplined enough to work on their own without anybody telling them what to do. 
um, or what's next because that's kind of you got to figure that out on your own. Mm-hmm. The second element is the lack of interaction, and that's you know just a typical interaction that you get from with a day to day job, whether it's through customers, through internal people working there. There's a form of camaraderie that happens with jobs when you work at a, an actual job. Um, and unfortunately, that's one of the things that you end up missing when you're not at a cloud brokerage. Or, yeah, when you're, that's what you miss out if you go directly to a cloud brokerage. I worked virtually for 10 years prior to becoming a real estate agent. So for me, shifting to a cloud brokerage was no big deal. As a matter of fact, I liked it better because I find that I get much better tools to work with and it works better for the way I work already. I got you. Very interesting. Okay. And, um, so I hope that helps. Let's see. Hold on. I have one more note here. Um, Oh, and that was the other thing. So the other reason I chose to leave the small one, not only from the network and the vastness of a network, but it was also because with EXP, which is one of the few brokerages that offers healthcare plans, stock options, um, and so much more. So you're really, you're setting yourself up for your future, not just now, which a lot of real estate agents focus on now. And not a future. And it's super important to think about the future because otherwise they're going to be stuck living on social security if it still exists at that point in time. Definitely. Okay. All right. And then, um, and then again with a mentor, like I said, you're just going to want to make sure that you pick, uh, you're going to want to pick interview multiple potential mentors and see which one fits best with your personality. Um, one of the things Evan, you and I talked about previously was it's important to find, and it goes for both business coaches and a mentor to find one that works and fits with your personality. And what I mean by that is there are some things I will and some things I won't do. And that's everybody. Um, And some people are more open than others, but I'm a little older. So, So, for example, and I've done it. I did do it. I tried it um, again, but I wasn't real happy about doing it to begin with. And that's door knocking. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was doing an open house. So I door knocked and was inviting people, but I was not in a, what I would consider a safe neighborhood to begin with. Um, The other element to that is you don't know what's on the other side of that door. Yeah. And unfortunately with the way society has gone, not to sound like the old person who says, well, back in my day, but (laughs) the reality is, is, is today's society, people just pull out guns for no reason anymore. And it's scary. And, um, so you really have to be cognizant. Um, and there are some really great tools. For example, if you're showing a house, there's, and I don't remember the name of the tool, um, but it's a tool that reminds you when you've got a showing to check in, take a picture of the photo ID, mm-hmm. and then that information is stored and sent over. And then if you don't check back in after the showing within a certain amount of time, it automatically notifies all your emergency contacts. Wow. That's a, that's a so, very interesting platform. Yeah, so the security as a real estate agent can be very scary as well. As a matter of fact, I remember when I first became an agent, that 
that I think it was January 1 of 2019, and a young lady was killed doing a showing in Miami. Wow. And, and that's not the only one, but it certainly woke up my eyes to the security risks that real estate agents take on because we don't know who we're meeting up with sometimes. Definitely. Right. So safety and security are always your number one priority. Um, of you as well as your client or potential customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really important. Now getting back on track. So, uh, a business coach. So I'm utilizing a business coach that is phenomenal. She's very, very large in the marketplace. Um, and she is 100% on with digital marketing and Facebook ads and all of that. So it is the kind of coach that I wanted to go because I already have the digital marketing background and I, I enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's figuring out who's going to work for you. For example, there's some who have a particular personality that I couldn't work with. And it's, it's a personality conflict between me and them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, not that they're doing anything wrong. They're, I'm sure they're great coaches. But I don't like working with people who are full of themselves um, and not focused on serving um, instead of selling. They like to sell more than I like to serve. I like to serve more than I like to sell. I got you. And then the last thing were uh, the top three tips, which these are go for anybody. It's general productivity tips, um, but a lot of people need to hear them over and over. And that is one, calendar everything. If it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist. And two is to create and use a daily sheet of all your appointments to do, track your progress. And if you can do it the night before, I find that's actually better because then you're ready to go first thing in the morning. And then the last one is to have a daily accountability calls or do it in person, but doing it, uh, even if it's five, you know, if it's you and one other person, you shouldn't take more than five minutes. It's, Hey, I, you know, I've got, I want to do one and, here's my one, two or one, two, three. And yes, I got my stuff done yesterday or no, I didn't. It's really simple and shouldn't take more than five minutes if it's just two people on the call. I got you. Very interesting. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on once again and doing this. I know we had a little bit of, a little bit of problems with our first time doing this, but I, I greatly appreciate you coming back on and giving us all this information and your insight into uh, what you're doing for the rest of this year and what real estate agents should do in the future. All right, great. Well, hopefully they will uh, find some benefit from this. And thank you so much again, Evan, for having me on. Definitely. That's going to do it here for Retail Relocation. Be sure to come back Friday at 5 for a new episode. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Realty Relocation. Evan Laporta will be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Evan Laporta is again doing this for his capstone senior project at Piedmont University. Be sure to come back next Tuesday and Friday at 5 p.m. Until then, keep on buying you some real estate.